his sheet got leaked that he would send to potential people and it was like 25 grand for a mention of your token like 50 grand for a full video of your token like it's like astronomical money and it was like a hundred grand for him to do like a full-on thing about it they try to act like they're oh you know we're trying to help you guys out we're trying to show you the next big thing and it's reality like they're all just people scamming trying to get some more money for themselves but the truth is a, a u.s attorney gets a hold of that and next thing you know you're being indicted you're in front of it and, and the whole time you're thinking this is ridiculous if you're lucky, you talk to a lawyer that talks sense into you and says, you don't seem to understand what you just did. Yeah. They're like, I, what did I do wrong? Right. You right. Know? They don't they even don't realize because they but, think intent. What happens yeah. is most people think intent. And the problem is, is that about 95% of our laws, especially financial laws, like intent is irrelevant. Yeah. So it doesn't yeah. matter what your intent is. Hey, this is Matt Cox, and I am here with Brandon Keys. Uh, Brandon has a, would you say crypto channel? Finance channel. Finance channel. Finance channel. And what's the finance channel? Green Candle. Green Candle. And we're going to be doing a, we're going to be, yeah, we're going to do a reaction video to, um, to the, is, to what, it's the, the, they. I think it's like influencers essentially getting sued or caught up with the SEC. Oh yeah, this was the SEC. We're going to talk about the SEC, uh, just came out with, what did they come out with? What was it that they came out with something where they said, where they're going after them, like they're, they're charging them for promoting, for promoting, was it crypto? Yeah, essentially like promoting like any of these like crypto tokens and then they didn't disclose that they were paid money to do it. Right. So, so they they went into the the they went into like Twitter or something and said, "Oh man, I've just invested this. It's amazing. Such good this is not real nobody's realizing that hey, wait, he's this is a paid promotion." Yeah, exactly. Like not realizing it's a paid promotion and then the crypto token or whatever goes up and then, you know, whoever it was like Jake Paul was like probably the biggest name. Right. So Jake Paul gets it it tells all these people his million subscribers or whatever his number is. And then the token goes skyrockets and then Jake Paul's like, all right, I'm out, makes right. a bunch of money and uh, got paid for it too. So did he, did he actually buy, um, See, buy the crypto? I, this is like the kind of like hairy part is like, I'm not really sure if they like how they paid him out. Um, you know, I've seen a couple things on it, like whether he got paid like 40 grand or something like that to promote it. And then if he got paid, you know, in that token or whatnot. But. Well, I think in this video that the guy goes over some of that stuff. Okay. Because you haven't seen this video. No, I have and not. I, I, yeah. I listened to it um, a few hours ago. So you want to play the video and see what? The SEC just announced charges against one of the largest name in crypto, Justin Sun, as well as eight massive celebrities who illegally promoted crypto coins without acknowledging they were paid to do so. This is a bombshell case that uses celebrities' own tweets against them to show their illegal activities, and many of the celebrities realizing they were caught have already paid back all the money they earned, as well as massive fines to the SEC to avoid more serious consequences. Now before we get into the celebrities, let's talk about crypto kingpin Justin Sin, who is in the most serious trouble. Justin has been a controversial name in crypto for many years, with many people praising him and others have been calling him a scammer since 2016. With the allegations revealed in this filing, if proven true, it clearly shows Justin Sun has no regard for the laws and will do whatever it takes to get his coin to the top. Who, who is that? 
So I don't really know who Justin Sun is, to be honest with you. Um, but there's like plenty of people that are like him. Like the the one that really comes to mind is his name's Bitboy Crypto, and he's like one of the bigger crypto influencers or whatever. And he got big with like the NFT craze and all that kind of stuff. And yeah, I mean, people have been calling these guys scammers for quite a long time. But the problem was it was like it was like a bull market, so anything you put money into essentially went up. Right. And so like people were making money off of it, so they didn't care. But then, you know, when they pull the rug and people start losing money and then now we're in like hard economic times or whatever and people are like, well, I lost like my life savings and then now the FTX scandal, like you can't pull your money off of any of these things. It's just like, well, everybody's just kind of now reverting back and be like, well, I wouldn't have gotten into this if it wasn't for Justin Sun or if it wasn't for BitBoy Crypto or Jake Paul or whoever it is. And now they're pointing the finger at all these guys. Right. Go ahead. Of the crypto world. Justin Sun, along with the businesses he owns, were charged with unregistered offer and sale of crypto asset securities, Tronix, known as TRX, and BitTorrent, known as BTT. The SEC also charged Sun and his companies with fraudulently manipulating the secondary market for TRX through extensive wash trading, which involves the simultaneous or near simultaneous purchase and sale of a security to make it appear actively traded without an actual change in benefit official ownership and for orchestrating a scheme to pay celebrities to tout TRX and BTT without disclosing their compensation. To make that simple, the SEC is claiming Justin and his team were selling their crypto tokens back and forth to themselves to make it appear the token had many people trading it on exchanges without there actually being much interest. This is highly illegal, and if all the charges are proven to be true, Justin could be in a world of hurt that could even give Sam Bankman-Fried a run for his money. The SEC is also cracking down and starting to label many crypto coins as securities. Doing so requires much more stringent regulation around selling and trading these coins and has allowed the SEC to go after many formerly unregulated crypto projects and the celebrities who endorse them. While the case with Justin Sun will most likely drag on for years, many of the celebrities that were charged in this case for promoting Justin's crypto coins without acknowledging they were paid have already settled with the SEC. It seemed that every scummy celebrity during the period of 2017 to 2022 were promoting a new crypto every day, and now that seems to be changing. With the SEC going after these individuals, Eight celebrities were charged in this case, including Lindsay Lohan, Jake Paul, Soldier Boy, Austin Mahone, adult film star Kendra Lust, Lil Yachty, Neo, and Akon. What's really interesting like, I, is that the case details okay, exactly how much like each. If you were taking financial advice from Lindsay Lohan and a, a porn star. Well, I mean, it's I, it's not even them, though. Like, I mean, it was, like, everybody. Like, NFL players, NBA players. Like, they were all, like, selling these stuff. Like, I could just think of, I mean, De'Aaron Fox. He's a point guard. I think he plays for the Kings now, I want to say. But he was selling some NFTs. Like, I follow some former A&M football players. So, like, Vaughn Miller. He's a big linebacker for the Bills now. He changed his Twitter or his Instagram avatar to his bored ape. And so, like, it's like all these things like that. They talk it's, about that. They yeah. talk, play that. Well, keep playing because they talk about the chick and, like, they only paid her a little bit of money. This guy makes some crack about that. Yeah. The porn star chick. 
celebrity was paid, as well as how much in fines they have to fork over. Two of the celebrities, Soldier Boy and Austin Mahone, appear to be fighting the charges or have yet to work out a deal with the SEC, as there are no details about them agreeing to pay any fines. The rest of the celebrities have agreed to pay fines totaling over $400,000 to the SEC to settle their case without admitting or denying the SEC's findings. All of these celebrities, which I'll show you in a moment, got caught with their hand in the cookie jar, so there was really no reason to fight this. Let's take a closer look at each of these celebrities' allegedly illegal dealings with Justin Sun. First, we have Lindsay Lohan, who promoted the Tron token on Twitter on February 11th, 2021, stating she liked the Tron token and linking the creator Justin Sun in the tweet as well. Lindsay had 8.4 million Twitter followers at the time, and the SEC said she was paid a total of $10,000 from Justin or his team to do this, which she never made clear that this was a paid promotion. With the SEC's evidence against her, Lindsay has agreed to pay back the $10,000 payment she received, as well as prejudgment interest of $670 and an additional penalty of $30,000. That's quite a hefty fine, and it shows the SEC is starting to crack down on what used to be the Wild West of crypto, where celebrities would promote anything. After this turn of events, you can bet any other celebrities thinking of endorsing a crypto are now having second thoughts. From there, let's take a look at adult star Kendra Lust, who is listed in the documents under her legal name of Michelle Mason. Kendra, just like Lindsay, promoted Tron to her Twitter followers in February of 2021, claiming people should use the Tron token because it's fast, cheap, and hot. Sadly for Kendra, Dude, she was raw dogged by Justin's oh team and was only paid a measly $955 for that tweet. What? After fees and penalties, she now has to pay a total of $3,844 to the SEC as punishment. Having to pay almost four grand for such a small initial payment sounds like a hard pill to swallow, but based on her line of work, I'm sure she'll have no problem gobbling up that fine. See, Next up see. was Lil Yachty, who tweeted he would be getting a TRX tattoo when the crypto hit 50 cents. That tweet earned him a payment of $10,000 from the Tron Look team, and now he's required yeah, to pay it all back, as well as additional fees for a total of say. just over $40,000. Following that, we have the infamous Jake Paul, who has promoted many cryptos over the past few years, as documented by CoffeeZilla and others. It's very likely that this will just be the start of Jake's fines, as the SEC digs deeper into many of these coins. Jake retweeted Lil Yachty's tweet and mm -hmm. simply added the hashtag TRX. Doing so earned Jake a whopping payment of $25,000 that he now has to pay back with fees for a total of just over $100,000. Next up was singer Neo, who tweeted to his audience asking what they thought was a good crypto bag while listing the TRX and BTT tokens. He was paid a total of $12,000 worth of crypto for that tweet and is now required to pay a total like, fine of just under $50,000. Like Finally, all, we have singer Akon, who tweeted down, hearing know, a lot about 100%. TRX and tagging Justin Sun as well. That tweet earned Akon a total of $42,000, which included fees he has to pay back for a total of $170,000. All of these tweets happened thing. within two days of each other in February of 2021, and Justin Sun retweeted most of them, trying yeah. to claim that mass adoption of the TRX token was had. about to happen. Yeah. Lots of people saw through this and started to make the claim that they were paid tweets. Justin and his team initially tried to deny the claim that they were paying celebrities to promote their token, but clearly the SEC didn't buy that, and now that the celebrities have agreed to pay fines for promoting Tron, this will undoubtedly hurt Justin Sun's case going forward. 
All the celebrities listed also agreed to not promote any crypto coins for the next three years, as well as their fines. Now, my personal opinion is that this is just the start of the crackdown on celebrities promoting crypto and getting paid for it without the government getting their cut. I've watched crypto since 2017 and know how easy it is for these celebrities to make massive amounts of money completely unregulated to oh, promote yeah. terrible products to their followers. After. My hope is that even more celebrities will get punished for doing this, yeah. and I'm sure Logan Paul is sweating bullets right now, hoping they don't come after him for his crypto zoo debacle. Now, most of these celebrities got off fairly light, in my opinion, but I do feel that the SEC will try and throw the book at Justin's son. He's been a very controversial figure in crypto for years, and he's made a lot of enemies that want to see both him and his crypto coins go down. Let me know in the comments below what you think about this case and what will happen in the future with celebrities promoting crypto. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I, I think that's just like kind of a start. I, have you heard of uh, Firefest? Like before that, that's what it kind of reminds me of. Um, I was, mean, Firefest was the, the festival where they had it on some island. And... Yeah, they like bought an island or whatever, and then yeah. they had a bunch of influencers huh? kind of start. Um, what was his name? Billy yeah, McFarlane. Billy McFarlane. Yeah. I think he just got out of jail too. Yeah, I, I uh, saw. I mean, I, I watched like the Netflix. Yeah, uh, there's like on. a Netflix and a Hulu thing. I think they're like the Hulu one gets him to actually talk about it. But um, yeah, I mean, it's just kind of the same thing, right? It's like influencers getting paid to do a bunch of you know promotions and stuff like that, just like blast to their audience. Obviously, this one's like people like investing their money and like people kind of poke fun at the Firefest one. But I mean, like if you're gonna pay like ten grand to go see like blink 182 because kendall jenner posts an orange tile i mean it just shows like how much influence that these people have over their audience and that's just like the same exact thing right i mean it's kind of become popularized to talk about investing and crypto is kind of like the new fad or whatever and because of that like all these places have their ceos marketing departments all that kind of stuff I mean, they're, they're just throwing money around. A bunch of venture capitalists are coming in like, hey, you know, get Tom Brady, get, you know, right, but what, all okay. these other people. So to me, that would make sense if, let's say I was, whatever, I was selling a, a real estate or if I had something to do with real estate, like I was promoting whatever, um, homeowners insurance or something, then you would go to a bunch of people that have uh, have YouTube channels that are related to real estate, either real estate investing or real estate development or they are... Or, or Graham Stephan or something, or yeah. something at least semi-related. Like, even though Graham Stephan does a lot of financial stuff, then at least it's semi-related where there is some real estate-related stuff on his channel, obviously. It started off more real estate-related. Yeah. So I could get that, but you're going to Lindsay Lohan, bro. You're going to a porn chick. I mean, and so to another, to a porn a chick who does porn. Like, yeah. like, to me, you're immediately saying, hey, I'm trying to sell crypto and I don't want to go to sophisticated people that will know better. I'm going to go to people that just have a lot of fans, you know, and I'm going to offer them 10 grand and see if they'll take it. Because I think, I feel like, well, I was going to say, this was actually a mistake. I was actually going to say, because you would think that sophisticated investors or people that are in that niche would know, hey, this probably isn't a secure investment. But then again, look at FTX and look at, all, all these, you know, all the guys that I'm not saying that Tom Brady, like you, like to me, it's like if, if Tom Brady told you to go buy this, I don't care if you're a fan or not, you should kind of say, hey, what the fuck does Tom Brady know about about that? But if Graham yeah. Stephan does, then you kind of got to go, well, you know, like, well, yeah, I mean, well, it's like that that Kanye video where he talks about Lady Gaga, who's like now the CEO of 
Polaroid, and he's like, what the fuck does she know about cameras? Right. And I mean, it's like, you know, it's, <laughs> it's the same kind of thing where, you know, all these people, like you said, they just have so much influence. And I think... You know, it was during a time where everything was shooting up. Like you could throw five dollars at you something, and you can yeah, you can make a thousand. And so, like you see Lindsay Lohan uh, tweet about this thing. She has eight point three million Twitter followers. Nobody really gives a shit about what's behind it. They're just like, hey, Lindsay Lohan tweeted about this. I'll throw five bucks. I'll throw ten bucks. Or if you have more disposable income, I'll throw a thousand or whatever, and see if it shoots up because. A bunch of other idiots are going to do the same thing. The problem and is, that, if seven years ago you went into real estate and you were you became a real estate broker or uh, investor or a real estate agent, man, you right now, like as of let's say a year ago, you thought I really know my shit. Like yeah. I entered this market, I'm kicking ass, I'm making a ton of money, I'm doing great, and it's because I'm like that. Like I'm yeah. just amazing at this. No, it's not. You can't lose. Yeah, like, exactly. You know, so but now those same people are like, man, I wonder if Walmart's hiring. Like, you know, I mean, it's not so bad if you have to work at McDonald's. Lots of people work at McDonald's. Yeah, no, I mean, that's like kind of like the running joke on like Twitter and everything, especially in this these crypto worlds. Is like, oh, you got to survive the they call it the crypto winter, where it's everything's down and whatever, and then everybody jokes and says they're gonna go work at McDonald's because they lost a shit ton of money. Where I mean, like, I mean, for those people who invested smartly and didn't follow like a Lindsay Lohan or this porn star or Akon or whatever it is like sure that's fine but there's actually people out there who like you said they FOMO'd in saw it go up and they're just like all right I'm gonna keep throwing more and more money on this like I can't lose I'm I'm a genius when it right. comes to this and then then they get fucked and then you know then they're sitting here like pointing the finger at and other then people. Then they're blaming Lindsay Lohan. I mean, I, I believed in her. You know, she's got such a, a massive background in finance. I just assumed that she knew. Yeah. I mean, it's ridiculous. I mean, I don't, I don't know. It's, you know, you think that, all right, each person isn't one dimensional, right? Like Lindsay Lohan probably has other interests outside of acting or, you really? know, whatever it is. But. <laughs> You know, like, I mean, like, uh, you know, like modeling. Yeah, like, I know, exactly. She likes to, she's a designer. Well, I, I mean, mean, that's what, what people that's what people think. I wasn't one of those right. people. But, you know, that's why the SEC has to crack down on all this stuff, because it's like, I mean, like we talked about last time with the FTX and all that, like it's been an unregulated industry for such a long time. It's like the Wild West. So now they're trying to go, come was, back and, and do all that kind of stuff. Was Lindsay Lohan in Sharknado? Who was in Sharknado? Was she in Sharknado? I don't know. Somebody was in Sharknado. It wasn't Lindsay Lohan. Listen, fifty people will say will say in the comment section who was in Sharknado. They'll like give me somebody will give me like the entire cast. <laughs> um, what did I say? The IMDb or yeah, whatever it is. Yeah, I said the other. I did a video one time where I I said that the guy was buying he was buying up companies that had military applications. But I oh, couldn't shit. think of military applications. I was like, you know, that it had military, um, you know, like he only bought stuff that had military, like the use. And I go, God, what am I trying to think of? And I couldn't think of it. And listen, now if you go there, half the comments on the video are military applications. You meant to say military. I still get them. Like yeah. I, three or four times a week, I'll get a, a comment People on People are trying to help you out. There you go. Yeah. Four months later, they're saying, I'm like, look, I, I am like, you're right. I know. My I'm bad. Sorry. <laughs> so Lindsay Lohan. Sharknado. Somebody let me know. Yeah. Um, uh, I was going to say, yeah, I, I just have a hard time believing that Lindsay Lohan on her off days is crunching numbers on crypto. Um, but, yeah, I, I think 
wouldn't it be amazing if really that people somebody's like no actually she's she's really she's a genius she's worth like a hundred million dollars yeah just in in bitcoin crypto and they started listing everybody like god yeah i but i feel i feel like i've made a pretty solid statement that she's not well yeah i yeah. mean it's it's a, it comes like, back to it like all right do your own research when you're investing in something like look into it don't just fucking jump in on somebody who's tweeting something like i mean you know you saw the jake paul tweet all he did was quote little yachty's tweet and, and he got just, 25 grand. Yeah, and just put hashtag TRX or whatever it was. Can you like, imagine somebody on, on Jake Paul's team, which is really just, I think it's just his manager. Somebody on his team came to him and said, hey, man, I get 25 grand you for you. Do. All you got to do is, is, is just, this guy's going to tweet. He probably like, who? Oh, yeah, yeah, I think I know who that is. And then you just have to retweet it. That's it, 25 grand. It's cool. Like, I'll matter, give me your phone. I'll do it. Yeah. Let's do it right now. Yeah, yeah, go ahead and send it right now. Okay. Right. Oh, it showed up. I got it. There's the wire. Right. There. Okay. Yeah. We're doing right now. Hold it. Uh, yep. Oh, it just came through. Well, let me retweet it. Okay. There. We're good. They're good. You just made 25 grand. Yeah. That's it. Fastest 25 grand he's yeah. ever made. And he's like, yeah. Okay. Like, and now suddenly, boom, <laughs> four months later, he gets a letter from the SEC. He's like, the hell happened? Well, I mean, Bobby, Bobby, what happened? <sighs> you said retweet. You said it was not a big deal. I, well, I mean, Jake Paul's been, like, hammering this stuff a lot. I mean, the guy kind of touched on it in the video. Like, yeah. this wasn't the only thing he did. Like, I mean, he's kind of getting no, he, into boxing now, crypt, too. Crypto Zoo. He did yeah. Crypto Zoo. He, he did. got into the Pokemon card shit, too, for a while. I don't yeah, know if you saw that. He's running all kinds of scams. Yeah, he, like, walked into and one I of his And I went to prison. <laughs> I went to prison. But uh, here, what, look, can you imagine, though? Look, you're, you're just an influencer, right? Like, you, yeah. just do, you just do YouTube videos, and it took off. You yeah. didn't know it was going to take off. You took off. Like, you don't really have a job. Like, you don't, like let's say you just want some guy who, who started doing them. And I, I'll give you an example. There's a kid at the gym. Um, and I, I used to work out at this gym. It's too far now. Now I work at, like, LA Fitness. But yeah. I used to work out at this gym. And it's also a boxing gym, right? Oh, yeah. So there's this kid who was, like, I don't know. He was, like, 17, 18 years old. Um. Did I tell you this? No, that, you haven't told me. So this. just just a young kid, listen, and nicest kid. You know what always cracked me up when I went to work there? What? <clears throat> like, kids would come in and they they'd box, right? And you know, normal kids, eighteen, nineteen years old, who's who are working out, they have an attitude. Yeah. Every one of the kids that boxed was so overwhelmingly polite. It was insane. Like you'd watch these kids. You're talking about a 17, 16 year old, fifteen year old, seventeen year old, and you and you'd see them and you'd think. Oh, that kid's lethal. Yeah. Like that kid would knock. He'd take me, you, and and Connor out. I mean, these <laughs> kids are, and, and we're talking, still only 160 pounds. Like they're yeah. just lethal. They're so fast and so polished. Um, and yet you would see them, or you, I mean, you 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 talk to them, and they'd be like, "Yes, sir. No, sir. Yes, uh, of course. Yeah. Oh, I'm so sorry. I, I, I left my my stuff behind the thing." You know, behind the, the counter. Um, I mean, when you get a chance, it's no big deal. Like I'll I can wait. And I'm like, no, I got it, bro. Yeah. All of them are super nice. And my buddy Treon, who runs the gym, said, and I was like, you ever notice, like, all these kids are really polite? Really polite. He's like, oh, yeah. He goes, when they come in, they're assholes. And I go, what do you mean? He goes, yeah, most of them come in. Um, maybe they got beat up, or maybe they think they're tough guys. He goes, and they come in, and they start boxing. He said, but after about six months of just getting the shit kicked out of them, he said, and realizing that other kids that are more trained and smaller can beat them up. He said something happens to almost all of them where he said even if they have a major attitude, they start getting respect 
for everyone that they come in contact with. And they start to realize how much training is involved in yeah. the sport and just anything in life. He said, and within six months, he's like, you take a, a real jerk and put him in the ring and he will be polite to every single person. He said, within six months, they're super nice, very polite. Treon's son, lethal, nicest kid you've ever met. Yeah. Super polite. Um, actually got into a fight at, at school. Some kid was messing with him. And he goes, come on, man, stop it. Quit playing, quit playing. He goes, because I'm telling you, I'll knock you out. Stop. I'm not playing. Yeah. <laughs> He's a big kid. And he goes, and he goes, oh, yeah, what you going to do? And he, whoa, bah, boom. Got him on, like, I mean, had him, like, in a headlock on the floor. <laughs> and suddenly his teacher jumps, like, hey, get off him, get off him. He's okay, I'm going to let you go. I'm going to let you go. Don't you swing on me. Yeah. Let him go. Kid turned around, swung on him. Boom. Put him back yeah. in a headlock. He's on the floor. And he was like, he's like, I told you, I told you. And the, the teacher was like, oh, he's like, he was like, he told Trion, I think he told Trion, he said, man, he's, he's frighteningly fast. He's like, yeah, I know. He's like, he's so nice. He's so, yeah. But so there, anyway, back to my story. There's a kid, there's a kid that was like 17 or 18 years old, started a YouTube channel on his phone. Yeah. I think he just graduated high school or had graduated or was about to, whatever. Started on his phone, just him boxing. Boxing with other kids, watching other kids, does a little 5, 10, 15 minute box, uh, um, video. Afterwards, he talks, hey, we did this today and this and this. Just a silly, really uh, uh, um, thing and, and was posting them. I think in four or five months, he had 80,000 subscribers on YouTube. And Treon was showing me, he's like, look at this kid. Uh, now he's got something like 200,000. Yeah. Um, blew up. Was making, Trion was like, he asked him one day, and this is when he had around 100000 like, how much, what, what, what kind of money are you making? He's like, I'm getting checks for 6000 7000 This is a kid who's, like could you imagine his, his dad probably makes 50000 a year driving yeah. a truck or something. Your son's making $8,000 a month, and that was $100,000 ago. But the problem with that kid is, is that then he starts getting endorsement deals. Yeah. Two, three years from now when he's got a million subscribers, never had a real job. Just a and by the way, super nice kid. But he's the kind of kid that somebody would come to and say, "Look, man, for a hundred thousand dollars, all you've got to do is post this on your Instagram, do a little video." And he probably is like, "Yeah," not realizing, "Hey, hey, hey, what you're doing is you're helping to promote people to invest what some people are going to invest because maybe they have an 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 unnatural fixation on you." Yeah. And as a result of that, they may pull twenty thousand dollars out of their savings. Or their 401k, and they may buy, you know, jambalaya crypto. Yeah. And and jambalaya crypto, I, you're a boxer, and you're a great guy, and you're super nice, but you, you're not really in a financial spot to determine if 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 that's really a good investment. And he's thinking, no, no, it's a, it's just a paid thing. I'm just a I'm just yeah. supposed to. I know, but I'm just a kid. Like I don't know any better. Right. All this and that. Right. Like I mean, there's so many instances of that too. And like you know, it's just like athletes too. Like you know, bigger big name athletes who get a bunch of money. They're trying to make endorsement deals right. outside of their sport. I mean, but, it, it's but, a, but six months later, somebody from the SEC. hundred percent. Listen, uh, listen, little Jimmy. <laughs> and he's like, "What? What? What did I do? I oh yeah, I think I remember. Yeah, they paid me like a hundred thousand. Well, here's the problem. Yeah, now you owe half a million dollars because so many people lost money. You didn't say it was an a, a you were you weren't a financial in, advisor, invest yeah. advisor. You said it was a great investment. You 
you didn't tell people that it was promoted. Yeah. You sent something on Instagram, on TikTok, on this. Oh, no, no, no. My manager said it was okay. <laughs> well, yeah, but. Manager's not going to have to pay that bill. Exactly. You know? That's like I mean, trying to, that's like having somebody do your books for the IRS and the IRS shows up and you go, no, 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 I don't even do my books. Jennifer over there does them. They're like, yeah, I know, but yeah, we're not coming after Jennifer. Yeah. That's your fault. Yeah. You, you didn't pay your taxes for five years. All right. right. Or, well, or you I... miscalculated something and now you owe $6,000. And by the way, by the time the IRS shows up, it's not 6,000. It's 13,000. Yeah. Hundred percent. So, but I'm sorry, you. I'm just. I was just saying that. No, that's I mean, the problem. Is that poor kid? No, hundred percent. And that's where I think that that that's where we're going. Essentially, is like you know, all these people, like you said, they're blowing up. They're not used to having this many eyeballs on them, and they don't know what the fuck to do with themselves. And so, when you get approached for that stuff, like, sure, all right, you, we just lined it out, right? Takes less than three seconds to do what Jake Paul did. He made 25 grand right. in that. I mean, like, and that's happening the, and, and in the course of his day or his week, that's happening constantly. Um, so he's not thinking anything of it. I, I saw, um, I want to say it was a documentary. It was, it was definitely a documentary. I want to say this is the name of it was called uh, being Paris Hilton. I think. Oh, okay. Um, I haven't seen that one, but I think I've, oh, I've probably 20 years old. Yeah. This oh, okay. is when she was, she was hot shit. Right? Yeah. Um, I mean, you know, not that she's not still hot, but the point is, is that <laughs> she was super like, she was famous just for being famous. She was one of the first people yeah. before the Kardashians that was just famous for being famous was, had no talent, yeah. just rich and famous. So, and this killed me when it really broke down how she made money. Like, you know, of course the, um, you know, the Hilton, you know, hotel line or whatever yeah. like everybody's like oh well that's you know she's super right that was her as a kid and she has a trust fund but she doesn't dip into any of that money yeah. she doesn't have to because they had they were showing how she made her money and literally there were clubs that were opening up so you've got a club in new york city that's opening up and they're saying look one we get to promote that you're going to be here um on friday night you have to you pull in in the front in a limo and she would say, okay, for it was for like, I'm going to say 50 or $100,000. No, I want to say it was like 50 grand. For 50000 I pull up in the limo that you pay for. I get out. I take photos. I stay for 15 minutes. I go out the back like I'm going to the bathroom, but I, I slip out the back. I get into a vehicle. I leave. That's $50,000. Now, if you want me to stay for a hundred thousand, I'll stay for up to an hour. I'll take photos. She had a whole lineup, and this chick was literally making two and three hundred thousand dollars on a Friday night, just driving from one place to another, walking in the front, staying for an hour, walking out the back, getting into a limo, driving to the next place, picking up fifty grand, driving to the next place. I mean, it was outrageous. She was making. I forget what it was, five or ten million dollars a year, just going around the clubs, and and if you wanted her her to wear your outfit yeah. or your bag, then that was the bag's free. It's a twenty thousand dollar bag. It's free. This is free, and we're gonna pay you fifty thousand dollars to show up here and get photographs when you walk in the front and walk out the back. I mean, it was in, it was insane. It was insane. Well, I mean, that's all happening right now, too. But it's with influencers, and you don't even have to leave your house, right? I mean, right. like, I 
I can't pull, I don't remember the sheet, but BitBoy Crypto, one of the guys that I brought up, who's right. like just like the Justin Sun guy, his sheet got leaked that he would send to potential people, and it was like twenty five grand for a mention of your token, like fifty grand for a full video of your token. Like it's like astronomical money, and it was like a hundred grand for him to do like a full on thing about it. And it's like, you know, this guy, I mean, Justin Sun, like, I don't know the details about him as much, but I know that BitBoy Crypto, like, the SEC is going to come knocking on his door. And he always tries to, to pull some shit, too. Like, he's he's tweeted out, like, all right, name an instance where I haven't disclosed that I got paid to do this. And then somebody, like, another big name disclosed it, like, literally five minutes later. Oh, listen. Like, you, like I mean, they try to act like they're, oh, you know, we're trying to help you guys out. We're trying to show you the next big thing. And it's reality like they're all just people scamming trying to get some more money for themselves we well, saw that with the, the logan paul thing where he, he comes out with his own coin and they're they're talking about running a pump and dump scheme yeah you know i mean 100 percent. and, he, he, and he, he acted like he was the victim yeah he's um, like i didn't know you yeah, know but yeah. i mean come on dude like i, I, I like i don't know like it, like you said, if you're trusting Logan Paul and his brother Jake Paul with all this right. stuff, like, what are you doing, one? But two, like, Logan Paul, Jake Paul, like, how do you guys not know this shit is going on? Well, like, you know, here's the thing. Like, I, I would, you know, had I not been through the, 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 the system and seen how wrong things can go, like, I would think, oh, it's innocent. What's the big deal? People know better. They know this. They know that. But the truth is, a, a U.S. attorney gets a hold of that, and next thing you know, you're being indicted. You're in front of it, and, and the whole time you're thinking, "This is ridiculous." If you're lucky, you talk to a lawyer that talks sense into you and says, "You don't seem to understand what you just did." Yeah, and you're thinking, "I'm just a nice guy that does YouTube videos," and so I said this, but I say all kinds. I tell people what kind of, you know, what kind of shirts to wear and what kind of a uh, boxer briefs are good and. Mm -hmm. You know, what razors I use and, you know, I, I do stuff like that. They're like, yeah, but this is different. This can be financially devastating to people. And even if it's not devastating, it can really harm people. And they take that seriously. And there are, there's licensing involved. But yeah. if you're like a, a guy who started a YouTube channel who's basically been pampered for the past five or ten years and every, even when things go bad, they you still manage to spin them in the right direction, like – you don't see it coming, and the next thing you know, it, you get hit hard, and now you're indicted, and your lawyer is telling you either you pay the $2 million that they're fining you, or, you know, and you get put on probation for three yeah. years, or you go to trial, and it could go so badly, you may do 10 years in prison. I think to somebody in most of these guys' position, like, they, 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 a lot of them would, would think to themselves, like, there's no way that can happen. Yeah. They're like, I, what did I do wrong? Right. You right. Know? They, don't they don't even realize because they think intent. What happens yeah. is most people think intent. And the problem is, is that about 95% of our laws, especially financial laws, like intent is irrelevant. Yeah. So it doesn't yeah. matter what your intent is. Um, you know, this is what, you know, th this is what you did. This was the result. Yeah. But my intent was this would happen. That's irrelevant. You know, and, and this is what happened. And this person, these people lost money. And yeah, so yeah. it could go bad. Like oh, I, like these guys, yeah. it's, and it, you're seeing it go bad, but it should go bad. Right. Like, yeah. Don't you think like, don't you think this is fair? Oh, a hundred percent. Yeah. Like, like you said, I, I mean, like I've kind of hit, if, if a to token or whatever has a CEO or a marketing department behind it, 
I mean, what, their incentive is all money driven. Like you yeah. should look at really where the incentives lie when it comes to a lot of these things. And the incentives is usually for like the CEO, or whoever's like holding the bag to, to make more money. And because that that's the incentive behind it, I mean, you're just, you know, you're, you're looking to get scammed, unfortunately. And yeah, I mean, just don't listen to influencers when it comes to that stuff, unless they're saying like, Hey, this is a, the paid for ad or not financial advice or other things like that. Like those, those disclaimers now have been, you know, I guess pretty regulated because like, even like we were talking about a little bit earlier, like with Firefest stuff, right like now, if you get paid to post something on your channel, you have to either put like on Instagram, it, this is a paid sponsor or paid promotion or whatever, or like hashtag ad, like, I think that whole thing is just getting to start, like just starting where it's like, you know, the whole influencer culture is now like going to get pretty regulated with everything. Right. I mean, and I think, I mean, I mean, I I think it should, I I was just thinking like, I get, I told you, I told you this last time where I was like, I've been hit up for, to, to, to do Bitcoin, like not Bitcoin, I'm sorry, to do a cryptocurrency that was coming out. We had meetings, we talked everything, but in the end it was like, I don't know if this is a good investment. I'm not going to tell people that this is a good investment. I'm not, I'm not a matter of fact, I don't even want to be in, involved in this. And, but I mean, I get hit up all the time. Like, Hey, promote our game. Well, I don't play video games. Yeah. Like, what am I supposed to do? I'm supposed to do a little, a 30 second video about how this is amazing video. Get, I don't play video games. Yeah. Like, you know, I mean, you would think I would be more apt to do something, some, you know, jump on the bandwagon and do some scum scumbaggery type stuff and wouldn't have an issue with it. But it's like that kind of behavior is what led me to, to go to prison. So it's like, I'm not going to say that I'm wearing your T. Oh, I love these t-shirts. And I'm like, I don't wear those t-shirts, bro. Yeah. Like you, you never hear me. Listen, you never hear me talk about my t-shirts. I actually have t-shirts. I don't even wear my t-shirts. I have a store. I don't wear them. Yeah. It, they don't feel good. I, I don't, they're all cotton and I like these better. And so I told Jess, we need to go and we need to make our own t-shirts. We need to buy t-shirts that I'll wear that I like and actually iron on my you're... logo. And then I said, those, then I'll do it. But I, I, but these guys don't have any scruples at all. And, and, and the fact that I'm telling people that you should have, you should have <laughs> like, that's really a problem. Like that's, that's wrong. Um, uh, I was going to say, I have a buddy named, uh, Vitali, Joseph Vitali. I actually wrote a story about this guy called um, Atonement. He was legitimately raising money for a startup. You're only allowed to charge, let's say, 8%, okay? He was charging like 15% or something, right? Something outrageous, which it, it, you know, 8 to 15, it's not that big, much of a difference. But the problem was he wasn't disclosing what he was actually charging. So they're promoting this, they're promoting, or they're, they're raising money to dump into a business. Yeah. And your money you give is really going in that business. The difference is you think that, let's say, he's charging 8%. He's really charging like 15. So is the money really going in the business? Yes, but not all of it. Yeah. He, he improperly disclosed to you. He's broken the law. They indict him. He's now being, he he was then being charged with like running a boiler room or whatever it was. It's like it blew up and went so wrong so quickly. And then it's how much money was raised. So you're like, okay, well, okay, well, I'll pay a fine. No, now there's $15 million raised. It's, it, it, you know, how much money did you defraud these people out of? You're like, no, they really put the money in the, into this thing. Yeah, Yeah, but but they lent money based on 
lies that you told. He didn't think it was going to go that wrong, but it did. Next thing you know, he's doing four years in prison. Yeah. I mean, that's what happened. Like, we, I keep reverting back to this Firefest thing because he had, like, in the documentary, he had one big investor that was, uh, I forgot her name, but it was a, a female that he was basically, like, char- uh, charming back and forth. He sent her, like, basically fraudulent books right? To, to basically tell her, like, hey, we're actually making a lot of money off of their app, which was, like, some side project, and so this will blow up eventually. You just got to keep giving me money, when in reality, it was just yeah, a Ponzi yeah. scheme. Just, yeah pump and dump kind of thing but um yeah i mean it's it's just kind of like this whole world just needs to be like a little bit more regulated and you think that when people have money that they would know i guess have some sort of awareness towards this thing because they're like hey you didn't have money at one point in time especially a lot of these you know people like whether it's an influencer or rapper athlete whatever but when it comes down to it they didn't have money at any point in time so they're willing to do a lot to for a few bucks i mean right. you saw the porn star she did this all for like less than a thousand dollars while everybody else Cost was her like, four grand yeah exactly yeah i wonder how i wonder how many uh yeah it had to be i, I don't know it had to be something with why she got so paid so late. maybe she just they, they threw a thousand out there and she said all right or she, it know, was probably based on like her influence too i bet she didn't have too many uh followers but there are a lot of horny dudes on the internet so yeah. <laughs> i'm sure she sure she had her decent sized following to say the least yeah Eh, we'll see. We'll have to t- I'll, I'll check it out later. Yeah. Um, <laughs> are we good? Are we wrapping it up? How, how much? Uh, uh, how long is that video? Forty minutes. Forty minutes. Hey, this is Matt Cox. Forty minute video. That's not bad, on a subject that I know nothing about. Okay, so um, thank you, Brandon, for stopping by. Somebody in the comment section said, "Bro, you know, you never thank these guys for coming by. Come on, man." What, you don't know that I don't thank anybody. He thanks so me off I, camera. Yeah, off camera. I mean, there's all kinds of stuff happening off camera. So thank you for stopping by. And I appreciate um, everybody watching. And if you like the video, share it. And see, this is another thing. I need to do all this beforehand because by the, nobody's watches at this point. They're all watching. I mean, they're, they're of all, all. Right now, if you look at the algorithm, I mean, sorry, if you look at the analytics, it's like it's like it drops off and then people watch. And then when I actually start saying, okay, we'll go, let's go, it boom. Yeah. Done. So nobody's listening at this point. I appreciate it. Um, share the video. Hit the like button. Uh, hit the bell. I think very few people actually hit the bell. I looked at that the other day. It was like 25% or something or 20, 25% actually hit the bell. And notif- for notifications. For notifications. So yeah. it's like they subscribe. So kind of go in their feed. I get that. You're saying, hey, kind of put this guy on my feed. But you don't hit the bell, so you don't really know. Yeah. And then I do like a live or something. I get all these people like, bro, I wish I, oh man, I didn't get notified. You didn't get notified. Hit the bell. Well, the notifications for the bell are for the live stream, I think are a little different than like an actual video popping up. I don't know if the, that YouTube is like super friendly to the live streams. Really? Yeah. I know it's like supposed to be good to like help your channel or whatever, but it doesn't, I don't know. From I what listen, I know. Yeah. And nothing's helping my channel. <laughs> nothing. It's just eking along. Yeah. Um, all right. So thank you very much. Leave me a comment. And, uh, hey, I wrote a bunch of books when I was in prison, so check out my books. And then... Using forgeries and bogus identities, Matthew B. Cox, one of the most ingenious con men in history, built America's biggest banks out of millions. Despite numerous encounters with bank security, state, and federal authorities, Cox narrowly, and quite luckily, avoided capture for years. Eventually, he topped 
the U.S. Secret Service's most wanted list and led the U.S. Marshals, FBI, and Secret Service on a three-year chase while jet-setting around the world with his attractive female accomplices. Cox has been declared one of the most prolific mortgage fraud con artists of all time by CNBC's American Greed. Bloomberg Businessweek called him the mortgage industry's worst nightmare, while Dateline NBC described Cox as a gifted forger and silver-tongued liar. Playboy magazine proclaimed his scam was real estate fraud, and he was the best. Shark in the housing pool is Cox's exhilarating first-person account of his stranger-than-fiction story. Available now on Amazon and Audible. Bent is the story of John J. Boziak's phenomenal life of crime. Inked from head to toe, with an addiction to strippers and fast Cadillacs, Boziak was not your typical computer geek. He was, however, one of the most cunning scammers, counterfeiters, identity thieves, and escape artists alive, and a major thorn in the side of the U.S. Secret Service as they fought a war on cybercrime. With a savant-like ability to circumvent banking security and stay one step ahead of law enforcement, Boziak made millions of dollars in the international cyber underworld with the help of the Chinese and the Russians. Then, leaving nothing but a John Doe warrant and a cleaned-out bank account in his wake, he vanished. Boziak's stranger-than-fiction tale of ingenious scams and impossible escapes, of brazen run-ins with the law and secret desires to straighten out and settle down, makes his story a true crime con game that will keep you guessing. Bent, how a homeless teen became one of the cybercrime industry's most prolific counterfeiters. Available now on Amazon and Audible. Buried by the U.S. government and ignored by the national media, this is the story they don't want you to know. When Frank Amadeo met with President George W. Bush at the White House to discuss NATO operations in Afghanistan, no one knew that he'd already embezzled nearly $200 million from the federal government, money he intended to use to bankroll his plan to take over the world. From Amadeo's global headquarters in the shadow of Florida's Disney World, with a nearly inexhaustible supply of the Internal Revenue Service's funds, Amadeo acquired multiple businesses, amassing a mega conglomerate. Driven by his delusions of world conquest, he negotiated the purchase of a squadron of American fighter jets and the controlling interest in a former Soviet ICBM factory. He began working to build the largest private militia on the planet, over one million Africans strong. Simultaneously, Amadeo hired an international black ops force to orchestrate a coup in the Congo while plotting to take over several small Eastern European countries. The most disturbing part of it all is, had the U.S. government not thwarted his plans, he might have just pulled it off. It's insanity. The bizarre, true story of a bipolar megalomaniac's insane plan for total world domination. Available now on Amazon and Audible. Pierre Rossini, in the 1990s, was a 20-something-year-old Los Angeles-based drug trafficker of ecstasy and ice. He and his associates drove luxury European supercars, lived in Beverly Hills penthouses, and dated Playboy models while dodging federal indictments. Then, two FBI officers with the Organized Crime Drug Enforcement Task Force entered the picture. Dirty agents willing to fix cases and identify informants. Suddenly, two of Rossini's associates 
confidential informants working with federal law enforcement were murdered. Everyone pointed to Rossini. As his co-defendants prepared for trial, U.S. Attorney Robert Mueller sat down to debrief Rossini at Leavenworth Penitentiary, and another story emerged. A tale of FBI corruption and complicity in murder. You see, Pierre Rossini knew something that no one else knew. The truth. And Robert Mueller and the federal government have been covering it up to this very day. Devil Exposed. A twisted tale of drug trafficking, corruption, and murder in the City of Angels. Available on Amazon and Audible. Bailout is a psychological true crime thriller that pits a narcissistic con man against an egotistical pathological liar. Marcus Shrinker, the money manager who attempted to fake his own death during the 2008 financial crisis, is about to be released from prison and he's ready to talk. He's ready to tell you the story no one's heard. Shrinker sits down with true crime writer Matthew B. Cox, a fellow inmate serving time for bank fraud. Shrinker lays out the details. The disgruntled clients who persecuted him for unanticipated market losses, the affair that ruined his marriage, and the treachery of his scorned wife, the woman who framed him for securities fraud, leaving him no choice but to make a bogus distress call and plunge from his multi-million dollar private aircraft in the dead of night. The $11.1 million in life insurance, the missing $1.5 million in gold. The fact is, Shrinker wants you to think he's innocent. The problem is, Cox knows Shrinker's a pathological liar and his story's a fabrication. As Cox subtly coaxes, cajoles, and yes, cons Shrinker into revealing his deceptions, his stranger-than-fiction life of lies slowly unravels. This is the story Shrinker didn't want you to know. Bailout, The Life and Lies of Marcus Shrinker. Available now on Barnes & Noble, Etsy, and Audible. Matthew B. Cox is a con man, incarcerated in the Federal Bureau of Prisons for a variety of bank fraud-related scams. Despite not having a drug problem, Cox inexplicably ends up in the prison's residential drug abuse program, known as RDAP. A drug program in name only, RDAP is an invasive behavior modification therapy specifically designed to correct the cognitive thinking errors associated with criminal behavior. The program is a nonfiction dark comedy which chronicles Cox's side-splitting journey. This first-person account is a fascinating glimpse at the survivor-like atmosphere inside of the government-sponsored rehabilitation unit. While navigating the treachery of his backstabbing peers, Cox simultaneously manipulates prison policies and the bumbling staff every step of the way. The Program How a Con Man Survived the Federal Bureau of Prisons' Cult of RDAP Available now on Amazon and Audible. If you saw anything you like, links to all the books are in the description box.